Hey, 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 Laura here real quick. When Ginny and I talk about the church, we are referring to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ginny mentions primary, which is Sunday school for kids ages 4 to 11, and she also mentions the youth program, which on Sundays is Sunday school for kids ages 12 to 17, young women's for the girls and young men's for the boys, but the youth program also includes a weekly activity during the week, uh, sometimes a service project on a Saturday, and often summer camps as well. Ginny also mentions home and visiting teaching, which is a program for adult members to check in with each other and offer friendship and support in whatever way they need. For example, home teachers are often called on to help people move. Um, Visiting teachers often bring meals by after someone gives birth to a baby. Um, But that program is now called Ministering. We have Ministering Brothers and Sisters. Um, Okay, I think that's it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Laura Asks About Motherhood, where I, Laura Pruitt, ask my guests about their experiences of being a mom. Today's guest is a very sweet lady who loves flowers. She loves to laugh and be with family. She has three kids and six grandkids and two great grandkids. Please welcome my friend who I met in Tempe, Jenny Taylor. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Jenny. Um, so did you always know that you wanted kids? Yes, I, I, looking back, I did want kids, but I really had kind of idealistic ideas of being, you know, happily married and living in a little house with a white picket fence, kind of like the old, um, Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore series. (laughs) If you remember, you might be too young to remember that. (laughs) Well, I, I wasn't around when it was on air, but I have seen like two episodes. <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> um, how old were you when you became a mom? Um, I was 20 years old. And um, as I reflect on that age now, as I'm 72 years old, that seems way, way too young. I, re- I really had a lot of growing up still, still to do. I was pretty uh, immature, I think, at that time. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of a- answered my next question is how do you think your age affected your mothering? So you felt like you still had a lot of growing up to do? I did. However, um, at that age, you know, my childbearing years were um, from 20 to 30. And so I think I had a lot of stamina and a lot of physical you know, health, good, good, really good health. So at that time, I had a lot of energy and that type thing. So that really was beneficial. Um, You know, and I think when I think about my age, I remember um, living in uh, an apartment complex, and there were young moms like myself, and we would come together and have playtimes. And um, we would kind of talk about what worked for us and what the other one was doing. And it was really um, helpful in handling 
different scenarios with the kids. I think the drawback with my age, having children that young and with my own um, um, marriage situation was that I missed out on bettering my education um, by working a lot of more menial jobs than I probably would have if I had a better education. Mm, mm-hmm. Did you ever go back to school? Um, no, I took, well, I would just take a few classes here and there of things that I in, was interested in um, because I worked like split shifts and things like that. Um, it was more difficult uh, to do that. And at that time, we really didn't have online classes like we do. Right. You know, there was not accessibility like we do now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was it like to shift to the role of mom? Was it a hard transition for you? Um, it was a little scary just because I'd never been around babies that much. I have two younger sisters, but they were still pretty close to my age. And so um, and I, my daughter, my first daughter was a couple weeks early. So I remember being really tired because I'd get up and check on her in the middle of the night several times to make sure she was okay. Um you know, you just kind of find solutions, finding a routine that works for both you and your baby. I mean, you you just kind of push ahead and do what you need to do. Um, And you learn that, hey, you know what, dinner might not be on the exact same time that every night or that, you know, grilled cheese sandwiches are fine, you know, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. You just uh, have to learn not to beat yourself up. If I didn't accomplish every single thing that I thought that I needed to do that day. That makes sense. Yeah. Kind of finding your flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did becoming a mom change the way other people saw you or treated you? You know, I, this was an interesting question to think about. I, um, you know, babies are such little miracles that I kind of think, and people gravitate to little babies. And so it was like, it was almost like and it might have been psychologically me, but I just felt like I was just the center of attention. <laughs> and my baby and I, babies and I were just, you know, we had just done something special and it was wonderful. And I'm sure it was just my magnanimous personality. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit. And um, when I look back, I just thought, oh, this was really quite an accomplishment. <laughs> you know? Sure. And, um, and it made me feel special. And I felt that the people that around me felt the same way as I did. Ah, that's nice. That was a, a good change. It sounds yeah, like. It yeah. Was. Um, did you, did your perspective on other people around you change after you had kids? Well, um, I think it, I think motherhood opened my eyes, um, to the, um, the goodness of people, um, people would help here and there. Or I think what I really noticed is that I was more empathetic um, to the challenges that pregnancy and new moms face. And um, because I had experienced that myself. And so I think uh, in that regard, it just opened my eyes to um, what was really important there and the needs of other women. Did you have a hard pregnancies? Um, I had hard births. I enjoyed my pregnancies. 
after the first about three months, you know, of being really, really tired and you're, you, some foods just don't agree with you. I actually, my pregnancies were really good. It was, you just, I just had lots of energy. I was focused. I felt like it was, um, I, I just felt really good about myself at the, when I was pregnant. Yeah. It was, it was a neat experience. Each one was really a beautiful experience. Aww. But yes, giving birth was not easy for me. Um, I have a condition so that my, or my births are hard and so, and long. Oh boy. And, um, they, and way back when they didn't really have a lot of the techniques that they do now. Sure. So you just yeah. kind of literally push through it. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. You're so strong, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like running a little marathon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've heard other people compare that um, birth to running a marathon as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I ran a marathon a couple of years ago. That was, that was tough. Oh boy. Anyway, uh, were any of your kids planned? <laughs> well, plan like, you mean, would this be the best time to have a kid? <laughs> Nope, none were. <laughs> none. You think I would have figured that out after the first, right? <laughs> Did that affect your mothering at all? Like, oh, here's another baby. Well, looking back, I don't think I was prepared for my first child in many ways. Um, and at the time, you know, we didn't really have Google search. <laughs> sure. So I used a lot of books. Um, there were, there were a lot of books available um, and I would refer to them, but I had sisters and friends and suggestions with, you know, and perspectives sometimes helped, but you kind of learn as a mom that you really have to rely on your own instincts and kind of form your own opinions. And, you know, um, and even today, I think that's true. Yeah. That sounds like, um, like it could be really empowering for somebody, like really learning to listen to yourself and trust yourself that much. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, it is. How did your mothering change after each kid or did it? Well, I naively thought, you know, that I would treat each child the same, but I learned early on that all three were so totally different. You know, our daughters, uh, were like night and day, still are, and that, you know, little boys really are truly different um, than little girls in er pretty much every way, at least um, our son was, and that, um, you know, a teaching method that worked for one really didn't always work for another at all, and so that to me was um, really, um, my you know, enlightening for me to, to learn that. I didn't expect that going into, <laughs> into my, um, having children. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you, it sounds like a good idea, treat each kid the same, but in practice, I guess it sounds like it, it wasn't necessarily working because each kid is so different. Absolutely. Yeah. They all have their own little, um, their own character, their own personality. Yeah. Different ways they do things, different ways they think. And so um, what works for one just doesn't always work for the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
Um, so you mentioned um, your marriage situation when you had your first child. Um, did at any point, so you were married then, you're married now. At any point, did you parent alone? I did. Yep, I did. Um, my first, um, my first spouse had um, his own serious issues and really wasn't able to give support. So things were really kind of tough back then. Um, and then I was single with two daughters. And that was kind of a balancing act with jobs and daycare and providing for them. Um, I was blessed really to have uh, one of my sisters and I had kind of an adopted grandma and they helped me out during those times. Um, my current better half, uh, he really is my better half, uh, adopted our daughters and then we had a son together and um, has been a tremendous husband to me and, and father to them. You know, I don't think it was easy to come into a relationship um, with a built-in family, but he stepped up to the challenge. And, um, and our family is pretty, pretty unified. Uh, we're pretty united. I think he brought, um, well, I know he did. He brought stability to my life. Uh, you think about me being alone and then uh, here he's, waltzes in with, uh, you know, we, we build a home together. He ha actually has a steady income that provides health insurance and retirement and all those things that make a difference in stability to me. And, um, and I can remember when I would be exhausted, uh, he could take over or vice versa. So he really, he really gives balance to my life in so many ways. I can pretty much bounce things off him um, now as I did back then. And we know when the other needs space or when we need to pick something up for the other. He does just a uh, a million things for me. And I can remember like with our daughters, like I said, they were night and day. And so one related to Dave much better than she would relate to me, especially in the teenage years. And, uh, and so he's just been wonderful that way. And, and he's actually pretty cute too. <laughs> <laughs> he's so sweet. He, he really is such a nice guy. Um, and just hearing you talk about like how much he, you're just so sweet gushing about him. It just makes me smile. <laughs> well, oh, well, we do have our moments like everybody else. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty good guy. I'm pretty blessed. Yeah. How old were your daughters when you got married to Dave? Oh gosh. Um, like three and four, I think. Oh, pretty young. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the most oh, when part, I, when I was married, I'm sorry. No, no. Um, that's not true. They were, um, eight and nine, I believe. Oh, when you got married to Dave. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So still it's fairly young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that's really sweet to hear that one of them related, like had such a good relationship with her stepdad that she could like go to him and relate to him better sometimes when, mm -hmm when it wasn't you know, always easy with you. So mm -hmm. that's really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and just, and I don't mind sharing this, but um, Dave and I were together from the time um, the girls were young. So they knew him um, like at about four years old, three, four years old. Oh, I did see. did not get married until later. Oh, I see. Okay. So he, was, he had been around for quite a while. Yes. 
Okay. That that so he he had a pretty good understanding of the uh, of the kids. Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. Um, so you and I met at church. Um, that's how we know each other. How does your religion, your spirituality, how does that affect your mothering? Oh my gosh. Um, family was always really important. Um, but having an eternal perspective makes an incredible difference. Um, I didn't really have that until I married Dave, but knowing that, you know, that our family has the potential to be together forever really places a whole different spin on the importance of our family. And that can also, I mean, it can also be a little bit scary because it makes me feel that what I do uh, with my family is um, that I'm even more responsible in a way, if that makes any sense. I think it has a powerful influence on how we influence our children, what kind of mothers we try to be. Um, our church is a wonderful um, in that it's, it provides a source of support with, with the programs that reinforce, I think, what we're trying to do as a family. I remember um, when I joined um, the church that primary and um, the youth programs were so important. So when I might be having a situation with a daughter in a, a teenage years, there might be, there, there was a young woman leader that could really relate to this daughter. And that was a big, that was a big help at that time too. It was like, um, it's, it's always been kind of like a big family in some respects uh, with home and visiting and teaching at the time, what especially was helpful when our family was young. There were always support groups or someone I could go to if I needed some help. And that was a huge blessing uh, at the time. Beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot, like you said, there's a lot that encourages like kind of built in support systems mm -hmm. for different ages of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in, in our religion, it like kind of makes up a lot of our culture. It, it like encompasses a lot of our life, but um, so how does your culture affect your mothering? This could be, this could relate to the idea of church or it could just be culture at large. How does culture affect your mothering? Well, uh, my family roots are um, English and um, Prussia, and I grew up, but I grew up in a rural area, and because of the background there uh, and where, where they came from, um, we really believed just in being um, really honest and kind to each other. You push through things. Um, you really uh, were taught to work hard. Your, your work ethics were good. Your name stood for something. Um, that was really important, I know, especially to my my, on my dad's side. Um, and we were taught that we were capable, that we could do hard things, even from the time we were young. I remember one summer um, working on the farm. Uh, during the summer, my dad would have hire men to come and stay to help with the harvest. And my mom would spend all day, I mean, from one, from morning till night, basically cooking. And one summer she had to, um, help a daughter, another, my, one of my older sisters, 
Oh, she she was just not she was not there. She came to Arizona actually to help one of my sisters, and so I was probably eleven, twelve, um, and another sister and I were close in age. We actually cooked and cleaned and did everything Mom did for those guys that who stayed with us. Um, I mean, we just we just picked up and knew that we could do it. It probably wasn't wonderful like Mom would have done, but we just knew we had to do it. And um, we were Catholic. We believed in God. We had a strong moral compass, uh, right and wrong. And we tried to teach that to our children. I know that's what mom and dad taught us. And so we really came from really strong families with really good values. And they passed that on to me and, um, and uh, my family. It's beautiful. So we're in Arizona right now, but that's not where you grew up. Where, where did you grow up? Um, North Dakota, a little, uh, we're close to the Canadian border, about uh, 75 miles from, from Manitoba. And um, uh, it, we still own a 1,280 acre farm that my sisters and I manage and um, go back there pretty much every year and just, just really enjoy the the place. It's beautiful there. So lovely. That's really remarkable. You still have the farm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, so you mentioned your mom. Uh, what kind of relationship did you have with your mom? You know, my, my relationship with my mom was a complicated one. I mean, it was obvious. We, we really loved one another. Um, she, she, everything she did when I look back was for her family. She stood up for me at times when I was a bit of a rebel in my teenage years. I remember uh, specific situations. She was very detailed, very organized, but she was so busy raising five daughters on a huge farm. So sometimes I remember I was the middle, I was the middle daughter. So I felt neglected. I even searched for my adoption papers one time. (laughs) I just thought I was adopted. I couldn't. I couldn't belong to this family, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, I don't know, um, I, but there was nobody more fair than mom. Um, she, she was just, she was absolutely, um, she, even on the things she bought for us, whether it was at Christmas or birthdays or whatever, it had to be to the penny equal. Everything was equal. She taught us to take pride in what we did and pride in ourselves. And I remember her reading to us at bedtime, but I don't remember just deep discussions with her um, on life or what was going on in the world at the time. She just didn't do that. She was so busy um, just living from day to day. And um, she really wasn't the type that really helped me with our kids much. And um, maybe some of that came from, um, maybe some of that came from, she wasn't happy with maybe the situation I found myself with, with my first, um, in my first marriage might've been, but she also respected me, I think, from making my own decisions. Um, I know she was disappointed when I um, changed churches and that was really hard for her, but Again, I think she respected the fact that I was making decisions that were true for me and actually came to the baptisms of, um, of our 
of our son. And so I think really that we became really close and I appreciated more in our later years um, when I was kind of a medical advocate for her and, um, and she'd had a stroke. So it was kind of my opportunity to get back to her as difficult a situation. It was a blessing that I wouldn't ever change. That's so sweet. You mentioned that she didn't help a whole lot with your first two daughters, sounds like, or maybe none of your kids. But um, after you had kids, did you notice a shift in your relationship with her? Um, not lots. You know, we maybe talked on the phone a little more. Um, she'd help out if we were asked, um, if she were asked. I know one time, you know, there was once where our uh, the kids, uh, one of our daughters was quite ill and, um, and she helped then she stepped in a little bit then, but she never really, um, she never really, uh, just stepped up to be, to be there, to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. She enjoyed it when we'd go out to visit her and things like that. But mm-hmm. she, um, she was never a real, a real part of, of helping um, mm-hmm. at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, did she, just to clarify, did your family all eventually come down to Arizona or they're still in North Dakota? We all did. We all migrated oh. here. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. Okay. So it wasn't like um, too much to ask for your mom to step in because she wasn't in North Dakota. She was in Arizona right. at the time. Oh, okay. She was in Arizona. She was in Apache okay. Junction. Okay. And um, yeah. And uh, I, I had, um, I still have, well, all my sisters are here in Mesa or um, Apache Junction and one in Tucson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, So one more question kind of about your mom. How did your relationship with your mom affect the way you mothered? You had mentioned that your parents taught you really strong values that you passed on to your kids. Is there anything else that played a factor? Um, well, I think the difference was because, um, I think that because she didn't reach out to me when I was growing up and as I've watched other families and how they, um, interact, it's made me reach out more to my own kids, um, as they've had children because I would have loved mom to do that for me. That would probably be the difference. And I don't, um, I don't begrudge her for, for that. I think that was just the way mom was. And maybe if, if I would have said, Hey mom, if I would have reached out to her more, she perhaps would have been there more for me at that time. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She maybe needed that nudge from me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like to think that way. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) That maybe it wasn't her. It was just me not, um, not reaching out to her. It could be both. It could be a little Mm -hmm. bit of both. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just thinking processing. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering now, um, how is your relationship with your, your grandchildren? Oh, we're actually really close with, with all of them. Yeah. Yep. They, you know, are here summers and holidays. We see them all the time. Um, we text back and forth. You know, we're doing Facebook posts all the time. Um, it, it's just really fun. 
It's just, although one of our uh, little granddaughters was here doing online schooling during the pandemic, and I was trying to help her. And she's only um, 12 years old. And we were talking to Siri quite a bit. <laughs> we were asking Siri this and Siri that. And I thought, Graham, <laughs> really know nothing anymore. <laughs> oh, sounds tricky. <laughs> and then your two great grandkids, um, I'm guessing they're still pretty young. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are just precious. Riley, um, the older one, starts um, kindergarten this year, coming up this year. And uh, Remy just turned um, two. Aw, so sweet. January, yeah. That's nice. Uh, Are they also in the Phoenix or Arizona area? Yeah, they are. Everybody was over yesterday for Mother's Day. Oh, so nice. Yep, Yep. it was fun. (laughs) Oh, that's really lovely. That's nice that everyone's close enough that you can get together like that. And you can have that relationship with, with your not only your children, but your grandchildren, now your great-grandchildren. That's really sweet. It really is. And we've got a Marine um, that will be back at Camp Pendleton. And we're trying to figure out, he's got a leave, just a four-day leave. So we're trying to figure out how we can go out and see him during that time. So, yep, we, we just real, stay really connected with them. Nice. Yep. Um, what is something about motherhood that surprised you? That it's a lifetime commitment. <laughs> you know, you watch your kids grow up in stages and you think that when they reach adulthood, you won't have concerns about them anymore. Doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. You still have those concerns. You still um, care of, you know, um, you just realize that um, it doesn't matter the age. You're, you, it's a lifetime commitment. What is something about motherhood that has been hard? Um, realizing, I think, that my kids have free agency and that they won't always heed my advice. And sometimes it's not me, but it's them making their own decisions. Um, I think watching them make mistakes, um, taking the consequences of what they do, that's not easy. As a mom, um, I always want to fix everyone's problems and um, learning to step away and not enabling my kids has sometimes not been easy. Um, I think when I see others sometimes hurting them when they were young or maybe bullying them a little bit or things like that, that's really hard to observe as a mom too. And sometimes you do have to step up on the, in those situations. Uh, it, it's really, it, that can be really hurtful. And that's, that's hard to watch too. Yeah, it sounds hard. Both trying to not fix every, all their problems. Because as people, we have to learn how to do that on our own. But also watching your child get hurt, whether it's mm-hmm. by other people or just in life in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds hard. What about motherhood has brought you joy? Oh, gosh. Um, Seeing the changes in your body as your baby grows when you're pregnant and you know you have a little miracle there, um, feeling them kick, hearing that first heartbeat. Oh, my gosh. There's no words, really, that really describes the elation of the little miracle you feel a part of. 
um, some of the changes that your body goes through are challenging, but you block out the negative impacts, I think. I think you just do. And they go away really quickly when you hold that little one in your arms. It just, um, I, don't, I don't know how you really describe what you feel. The joy of early motherhood is amazing. Sorry. That's okay. It's, it sounds like it's really carried you through your kids growing up. Like that joy has been sustained even up until today. Yeah, it, it is. You know, you, you think about it. You're, you're molding, you're building their personalities and shaping their character. You're teaching them to walk and to talk. The whirlwind of teenage years, you know, has a lot of ups and downs. But in le- and, you know, unless you're a rare mom who's got totally obedient children, and I don't even know of any, you know, you just knowing that Emily Father has trusted you with these little kids and the pride you feel in watching them become responsible adults, admiration with how they handle pain sometimes, physical and, and emotional, difficult challenges. You know, happiness as I watch them interact with their own kids now and joy as I often learn from them and how their relationship is as they become adults. You know, it's just, um, it's just, I don't know how you describe it any other way. It's so sweet. I'm just grinning from ear to ear. It's so (laughs) sweet. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Uh Um, what advice would you give someone like me who is about to start my mothering journey? (laughs) You really want this, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm asking. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's okay. When I look back, that's okay to do things differently. Don't, you know, do your own thing, really. I mean, you can get ideas and suggestions from people because it's valuable. A lot of times that is valuable, but, um, you know, rely on yourself and um, be forgiving of yourself too. I mean, don't beat yourself up. There's no perfect mom. One thing that I think is so important and I didn't do enough of is take time for Troy Take time for your partner, for your husband. Ask um, and ask for help if you're feeling um, overwhelmed because there's always someone there that'll give you support, and including Heavenly Father. Keep your own well filled. Remember that pregnant ladies are beautiful. I just think they're beautiful. And take a lot of pictures, write down your memories. And read to your kids. Mom did that. And that's one of the precious memories I have of her opening that fairy tale book and reading all those stories and uh, the poems to us. Um, No is a a great word. You know, you can use it with kids and you can use it to others. (laughs) No, I'm not able to do that right now. Sorry, I'd love to, but I can't. (laughs) I don't do that very much and I, I should probably do it more. And then enjoy, you know, just enjoy this amazing journey you're on. Thank you. Thank you. That's so much wisdom. I appreciate that. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Mm, maybe if you have a baby boy, um, just remember you need to have a quick reaction when you change his diapers. 
<laughs> Noted. <laughs> Do not want to get peed on. <laughs> yeah, that happened lots. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jenny. I really appreciate your time and your openness and sharing all your stories and memories and, and your thoughts. It's really, really sweet. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Ginny, what an absolute delight it was to talk with you. Thank you again for the reminder that it's okay to do things my own way, even if they're different from other people. And thank you for the reminder that it's okay to say no when someone asks me to do something. That can be hard in our church culture, but sometimes it's necessary so we can better take care of ourselves and our families. And if I ever have a baby boy, I will remember to be quick with the diaper changes. If you, listener, have any thoughts or questions, or if you want to come on the podcast and share your experiences of being a mom, you can reach out to me, Laura Pruitt, on the Laura Asks About Motherhood Facebook page or Instagram account. Thanks for listening. Thank you.